Welcome everyone to The Hot Slice. I am Creative Director Josh Count. Along with me, Denise Greer. Hello. Today we got on the show uh, a good friend of ours. Uh, we, we enjoy seeing her at Expo uh, when, whenever we're there. Um, <laughs> she's been on Checking In before and she, she brings so much energy to the uh, to, Full to the of energy. Anytime, anytime you're around her. Uh, Miss Melissa Rickman from uh, Holy Stromboli in that, is it Fort Lupton, Colorado? Yeah, Fort, Fort Lupton, Colorado. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and she has a destination pizzeria. Uh, so I think that's great that people travel uh, to get there. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, and uh, she's definitely dealt with challenges in the last year, uh, but she's been able to rise up and, uh, and stay pretty steady and um, always push her business forward. So uh, I think it's a great conversation with Melissa. Yeah, it's good to hear, you know, um, you know, all we've been doing this year, everybody's been doing is solving the problems that it's, mm -hmm. you know, having to find a ways to solve these problems. And, you know, she, uh, she lets us in on, on, on some of the problems she's had and, and how she solved them. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can take a little bit from that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Melissa's always a good resource for information. I mean, uh, you know, she's she's been a speaker at Pizza Expo and people just, she has a way of being able to present information and really help out other operators. Um, and that's really evident with Pizza Expo and the new Pizza Expo 365. Uh, oh, that's a good transition. I was oh. going to go with, speaking of source of information, but you you, you nailed it. You I, I had to go there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pizza Expo 365 has launched officially, and uh, you know, so far so good. We're we're looking really good. I mean, I think we've had you know a couple thousand in there already. People, yeah, uh, yeah. All the information, look at the exhibitors. Uh, you know, exhibitors are signing up every day. It's just, yeah, way, you know, if you go there and exhibitors are signing up every day, and it's just getting their booths ready and yeah. get them, getting them live. So, you know, every time you come back to the site, you're probably going to see a, a new exhibitor uh, yeah. pop up. So, and yeah, yeah, bear with us on that, you know. And, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's not a two-day event. It's not a two-day show. It's, it's something that's going to be here for a while. So, yeah. you know, uh, when you come back next week, it's going to have more content and more, um, uh, more exhibitors for you. Yeah, and we're definitely going to keep rolling out the really good um, video content, the seminars uh, that we're just going to keep rolling with uh, new seminars each month. So you can always come back and you're always going to find something new. But with freaking 50 hours yeah. <laughs> or 50 hours of content, uh, I, I don't think you'll be bored in there at any time soon. Um, I mean, you know, Netflix, Hulu. HBO uh, Max, uh, and then 50 hours of Pizza Expo. I think you're going to be plenty entertained. If you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot uh, of content out there for you. So yeah. Speaking of entertained, I always think of think of the World Pizza Games, and uh, you know we uh, we're getting ready for Pizza Expo, and yes. big things are happening. We're getting ready to launch registration, which is huge. February second, uh, registration for Pizza Expo 2021. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I will tell you, if you are a competitor uh, and you're wanting to compete in Pizza Expo, you're going to want to sign up immediately, not wait, uh, because those uh, those fields are the categories are going to close really quickly. Yeah, it's going to be like trying to get a PS5 to get in one of those competitions. So uh, be on it fast. Um, yeah. And uh, it's going to be the summer of Pizza Expo. So it's going to be June 22nd through 24th. 
Yeah. Um, I'm excited to go out there this summer. I really, oh, I'm just excited to leave my house playing. <laughs> I could be going anywhere, but I'm really excited to go to Las Vegas in the summer. I, it is, you know, it's usually triple digits, but you know, that's okay. That's what we got really air conditioned convention centers for. We have air conditioned and there's pools. I mean, every hotel has at least three or four pools. Uh, so you're set and they all have swim up bars. So you're, you're, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I, right now we're sitting in January. So I am really looking forward to the warm weather. So I'll, take it any day yeah <laughs> yeah it's, you get to this point in january you're just like oh please please yeah. it, even uh, though it's getting like day, uh, it's staying daylight five minutes later than it normally does and so that's 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 the only the hope i have right now yeah and that's something we talked about with melissa too it's like it's like we're getting into that oh my gosh time of year where you're just oh it's january we just want spring to come and you know this the past year has felt like you know 10 years so (laughs) 2020 was a long winter it was just uh, just one winter that's all it was so yeah uh you know we're stuck at home so you know everybody's kind of seeing that light at the end of the tunnel right now hopefully and uh and there's hope hope there so anyway uh without any further ado let's you know Unless you got anything else, Nice. No, no, let's just hop right into Melissa Rickman. Hop to Melissa Rickman. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. If you're looking for a POS provider that truly understands pizzerias, look no further than PDQ. Designed from the ground up for the exact needs of pizzerias, PDQ POS has been doing pizza ordering, delivery, and takeout for over 32 years. With all the functionality you need in today's environment, including online ordering, rewards, seamless integration, contactless functionality, and so much more, PDQ is your single source for, well, everything. Learn more today at pdqpos.com or call 877-968-6430. That's 877-968-6430. Welcome to the show, Melissa. It's great to have you. Uh, well, we've had you on checking in before, so now this is your first appearance on the Hot Slice, and we are very happy to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I I appreciate it. We, yeah. we miss your energy. You know, not being able to be at Expo and and uh, Pizza and Pasta Northeast. We miss your miss your energy. So we you know we got to get it somehow. So thank yeah, you. Exactly. I appreciate that. I miss you guys too. I miss the camaraderie and yeah. Everything about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully yeah. We'll, be we'll be there soon, hopefully. And I, yes. I think that checking in with we did with you, that was a long time ago, it feels like. Uh, that was like so how many months ago? But it feels like oh, a year. Did you did you ever think like a year from then we'd still be talking about this? I didn't. <laughs> I was hoping not, but that here we hard. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. well, I mean, just real quick, you know, uh, let's catch people up on how you guys are doing right now. What's what's the status? Uh, the status is uh, we're we're doing okay. Um, it's not fantastic by any means. Um, you know, we did get a little PPP money last year, and we'll get another round of it this year, which really helped. Um, after we were able to reopen our dining room, we we're going gangbusters. Uh, we were we were uh, like stupid amounts over the year before in sales, like 20% over year before. Um, so sales were through the roof. People were just loving us and we were loving them. Um, and then they shut us down again. 
and that, that really kind of put the nail in the coffin for last year. But we're still hanging in there. We built a strong business. You know, we have savings, and and so it was meant for expansion. But you know, we'll use it to get through this rough time. Yeah. Have you guys been able to, you know, kind of plan and look forward right now? Uh, you know, are you able to do that right now, or are you kind of just let's let's wait and see? <laughs> Um, yes, I am always planning. I think as an entrepreneur, you always have to plan that might get foiled, right? And you may have to pivot. Um, I'm really sick of that word because I think I use it 85 times a week. Okay, we have to pivot. We have to pivot, you know, we use it in every podcast. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that you do have to make plans. Um, for me personally, like if I'm not planning and if I'm not looking into the future, um, I feel very stagnant and my creativity is stunted and that's I think mm-hmm. for me I'm the creative half of the equation and I always need to be looking where we could be going um, even if that has to change. So what's on the horizon for you? What 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 are, what are you envisioning right now with Holy Stromboli? Let's go, well, summer, let's go summer 2021. What, what would be <laughs> your outlook there? Okay, so for, I think first things first for us, you know, they, they can Colorado continues to close us for indoor dining um, unfortunately without any science to back it up. So I'm not really sure why. So our next step is to build a covered patio. We have one that's uncovered right now, um, which is in Colorado. If you've ever been here, it's like rain today, 80 tomorrow, and it makes it really difficult to use our patio. So we're going to move it around to the front side of the building, cover it, um, vinyl walls, that kind of thing, and make it an all-weather patio. So if this mm-hmm. happens again, um, we do have some outdoor space that we can really utilize during the winter months. What um, kind of investment goes into that sort of thing? Like, what kind of financial investment do you have to put towards that kind of uh, endeavor? Our dimensions are about $40,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a bit. It's, it's <laughs> but a lot. It could pay off very much so, yeah. if, you know, if this thing is extended longer, so. It would have, right? If we had had it, it would have this last two month close down for sure. It would have paid mm-hmm. for itself. Yeah. Um, we decided not to do any tents. I'm not going to waste money on a tent um, that either I had to find somewhere to store or that I'm just, you know, wasting money when, I mean, we have days here that are five degrees. I'm not sitting in a tent. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we were just going to start with, with the patio expansion and we talked about it as a leadership team and we decided that we needed the capacity right now we're at 25%. So if I had a larger restaurant, that would obviously be more of 25%, right? Or, and we own our whole building. So we've been putting off expansion because of COVID and we just decided this is our year. We're just going to take the bull by the horns and stop sitting around and taking it and we're going to do something about it. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Are you guys going to do that yourselves or are you going to bring in the experts? Uh, how are you going to attack it? <laughs> it's probably a multifaceted approach yeah. from being honest, right? We'll do some of the work. Um, we'll hire, uh, of course, plumbing and electrical out because yeah. you have to framing. Um, but like the decor is on me. That's what I, that's one of mm-hmm. my strengths. Um, interior design, designing the kitchen and the bar, my GM and I will do it. He's got experience with that. And so, you know, we'll save some pennies there. I, I tried to hire a kitchen designer and I was just flabbergasted at what they charge. I mean, they're, I'm, they're good at what they do, but I was like, well, that's not in the budget. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, you know, your kitchen and your staff more than anybody does. Yeah. So you know what kind of kitchen you need and you know what you need for that. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I'll tell you, my GM, he's, he's a genius because he came in a year ago 
he's like, who designed this kitchen? I'm like, uh, I did <laughs> like 10 years ago. And he was like, can I move it around? And I was like, please do. Because I think sometimes going off on a tangent, sometimes you have been in your space for so long, you can't imagine it any other way. Right. Oh, and your business yeah. grows year over year and you're like, this doesn't work, but I mean, where are you going to move stuff? And it was really nice to have that fresh perspective. He's like, Oh no, 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 this is what we're going to do. And it was amazing. It was a game changer. Yeah. Fresh new set of eyes, you know, is always important, especially when you've been in the business a long time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and to have somebody within your organization helping you uh, to reorganize, because when somebody comes in from the outside, they may actually mess up your entire flow. And then when you're trying to push pizzas out, the delay is just insane. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I used to really stay away from pizzas because we really didn't have a designated area for them. And so it was like, Oh crap, we have a pizza. We have to stop all these trombolis and make a pizza. And our GM was like, we're going to change this. And it's amazing now. Now it's like, okay, we're got a 20 inch pizza. It's not a big deal. Um, the flow is, is really amazing. It's great. So I love it. What's your, um, changing topics a little bit like it, as far as trombolis and pizzas go, what, how does that break out sales wise? Um, COVID changed that, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, out of um, sales across the board, saute, dough side, pizzas were not even 5% of sales. Wow. We just didn't do a lot. Um, so now they're about 20, 20% of sales. So it's really mm -hmm. increased a lot. Yeah, it's good. Oh, wow. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty big jump. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think people equate pizzas with takeout, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And are you guys uh, not doing delivery still? No, no, we don't. Okay. And I still don't deal with the third party guys. Yeah. yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. So we had 20% increase with no delivery and no third party sales. There's one lady in town. She's a, um, she's a local delivery service and she only, she's, I don't know how she does it. But she only charges like $4 to the customer, not me. And uh, she'll deliver, but yeah, that's it. That's it. Wow. Um, now, I know we had talked about some of the menu changes that you had had instituted with uh, with COVID. Um, now that now you're back to what, 25 percent. Um, have you been able to bring some of that back or are they just everything's just gone uh, from that uh, lim limiting your menu? This is such a, a topic at our at our restaurant between GM Nathan and I because he wants to whack my menu in half, right? And I'm like, no, that. <laughs> um, the things that we got rid of the first shutdown um, stayed gone. So, yeah. like we had a we had a carbonara, we didn't bring that back. Travel's so there was bad. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad, bad. Um, so there were about like I think. 12 items that we took off the menu and that kept him quiet for a while, you know, before he started yapping about chopping down my menu again, this time that we closed down, he's like, we're not taking anything off the menu boss. We'll just, we're going to ride with the current menu. That being said, um, it's time for a new menu rollout and he's, he's wanting to, to take some more things off rightfully. So there was some mm -hmm. things that we didn't price appropriately in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, when we first opened like 24 inch trombolis that continue to bite us in the tush and you can only raise the price so much. And there's some of them that <clears throat> really need to be priced about 25% higher than they are. So they're just going to come off the menu. Because I, I think, is it more insulting to the guest if you like jack the price up really high or if you just get rid of it? Yeah. And uh, so I think we're going to take it away. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a constant game and it's so different now than it ever was. 
Um, but I think if I was talking to somebody who um, is just now opening their pizzeria, um, really get yourself an accounting software that can help you price things appropriately so that you're not playing this game, you know, 10 years later, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're really good at the numbers game. Like, like you guys have it down to, you know, each item, uh, how much of that is going into, uh, into the cost and your food cost has, um, has, has changing your menu around impacted your, um, your food costs quite dramatically, or has it pretty stayed pretty consistent? My food cost is gorgeous. Yeah. So I have two members, guys. I'm blessed to have Eric and Nath, my GM, and they are both on the same page. Um, honestly, the accounting software that we that we purchased, um, which we love, really helps us dial in our purchases. Nath is very conservative with his purchasing. Um, and cutting down the menu made a big difference, a big difference. Um, those items that we took off the menu really – it's not like we're buying – we're not buying certain items. I mean like chicken wings, of course, that was a, a game changer and people are still pissed, but you know, whatever, like, I'm sorry. Um, but yes, cutting down the menu definitely helped with food cost. And then this accounting package that we're using is, is a game changer. I mean, you can, you can guess about a lot of things and you can, you can put paper to pencil, but when you have like real time data, there's nothing that beats it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So how's the staffing situation right now? I know, you, like I said, you opened back up and for the summer, like, you know, we're doing gangbusters, but uh, where are you guys at right now? <sighs> yeah. So right now, I, this, and I try to remember, this is the time of year where everyone's like licking their wounds from Christmas, right? Everyone's kind of spent a lot of money and they're kind of being careful. We have this election and now we have a new president. I think there's some pucker factor there. So I think everybody's being super conservative of what they're spending. Um, you know, I, we're about where we were last year in sales um, this time of year. So it's about typical. Um, I think we're a little more trepidatious because of everything that's going on, hoping, oh gosh, you know, I want to continue that trend of being 20% over last year. But also I think part of it, there's a psychology behind it. The guests say, well, they're only at 25%. I don't want to have to wait. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think people, people are being cautious about that. Right. So um, I think that it'll pick back up. I don't know when we're going to get above 25% here yeah. at all. I have no idea. So, you know, we're doing different things to combat that. We opened up our speakeasy for dinner service on Friday and Saturday night, and that's going well. Uh, yeah. And your employee, um, uh, what kind of percentage are you with? Are you, are you fully staffed or are you kind of still always seeking new, new staff members or how's it going? We're always hiring rock stars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, we are looking for help. Um, we are, we are, we haven't lost anybody from before COVID. Um, we really have our dream team. I would tell you if anything positive came out of COVID, like other than our new POS and some changes that we made to the building, we acquired amazing people from other restaurants that didn't survive. And I have worked 10 years to, mm -hmm. to find the crew that we have. So, um, yeah, we're looking for about three or four people just to, uh, keep up with the ramp up in business that I know is going to happen here soon. Yeah. 
Wow. Now I, I have to, I have to compliment you because I, I, I saw your, uh, your latest uh, Facebook video, which you hadn't been doing a lot of them lately, but you were talking about your bully bits uh, learning <laughs> center. That's amazing. I have not heard of people doing this and you got to share what you did uh, for, for your people. Cause I think that's so cool. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, it, it, our, a couple of our employees came to us and said, our kids are on remote, remote learning and most daycare providers won't provide any tutoring or assistance um, for remote learning. They just, it's not what they do. The ones that do are very expensive. They're like five, $600 a week. Yeah. And so I said to Eric, my husband and our GM, I said, we got to help them out. Like we really have to help them out. What can we do? So we've got this young lady that works for us, Mac. She's one of our hosts and she's one of those like super smart for each kids overachiever kind of, you know, she's just great. And I said, she's sick of being at home on remote learning. So why don't we see if she wants to proctor a bully bits, remote learning Academy. And we have this empty space that we're not using right now and they were down. So um, what we did was, we have an employee assistance fund that we put together um, for cases like this. So we just use that money to pay half of her tuition. The parents pay the other half. Um, and she just proctors the class. And like you saw my video yesterday, I hadn't been in there in a little bit. And I was like, wow, she just really made it like a classroom and, and yeah. really ran with it. Um, you know, they had a little nap spot and uh, we just, you know, we fed them lunch. Moms would bring lunch over, and, and it was, um, even though it was like the suckiest of sucky <laughs> situations for moms, it really did give them an opportunity to like maybe see their kids during the day when they couldn't, you know, they got to bring over lunch, um, and is it the best learning medium? No, it's not, but it, I think I looked at the whole situation, I thought, this is a part of our history you know, that, that we'll remember for a long time. And, and one of the kids said, well, I really liked it. I really don't want it to stop, you know? And I'm like, wow, that's, that's crazy. But you know, you take care of your team because they take care of you. And um, definitely we'd be in a hard spot without them. And, and I think Eric and I are super blessed that our kids are all grown and out of the house. And I don't, I don't know how you navigate that without any help. I just don't. Yeah. Now you, I mean, you're so accustomed to doing those types of things for your employees. I mean, you, uh, you know, you really look out for your team. Uh, what are some things that a you do or that you would kind of suggest other pizzerias do to keep those rock stars? You said you have one of the best staffs right now. Uh, and so, you know, what are those things that you do to kind of keep them engaged? Well, I mean, for instance, I have a, I have a dishwasher um, who can't find an apartment. You know, there's the housing market here is very tight. Um, she doesn't have a car, so she lives in a hotel by the day to the tune of 60 bucks a day. I mean, do the math. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, it's pay for a day of her hotel, you know, just pay for a day. It's 60 bucks. It's not going to kill you. And at the end of the day, the, what that means to her is unbelievable. Now she won't take a handout. So I'm like, you know, you remember the other day when you, I don't know, you cleaned out the whole walk-in, there you go, you know, cause that's the only way she'll take it. Right. But, um, things like that. I, what I did with my team on Monday is I took all the women together and we did a vision board workshop here at my house. Oh, and nice. it, and 
Thanks. Yeah, it was a good time. And I'm like, even if it's okay to say that, you know, I don't want to work at Holy Stromboli forever. I mean, if you want to be a rocket scientist, put it on there, but think big and think about the things that you want to accomplish. Because if we just look at our lives at the daily grind and like I go to Holy Stromboli and I wait tables, you can get burnt out. But if I can encourage them to look at the future and see what they can accomplish through their job or their career with Holy Stromboli or, you know, even if it's just a stepping stone, let's look to the future. Let's look at the big picture versus like the daily grind of, of life right now. Um, so we do things like that. And that's a brilliant way to, to get, I mean, to, to know what they want and to like see their, their interest and to really get a good gauge on them. So yeah, that's a brilliant way to do that. (laughs) Well, and the unintended consequence is I got to see each of their personalities come out in their vision board, whether they're like very, like a pre-planner or like completely unorganized or it was really cool. I was like, this is, this is really (laughs) beneficial. I should do this all the time. (laughs) That should be the first thing you do when you hire an employee. I want to let's make a vision board together, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, now, I think a couple years ago, you um, you did a session on uh, common pizzeria startup mistakes. Uh, um, yeah, and I, I would love to touch on that uh, really quickly. Maybe that's actually what we can probably go out on. But um, but you know, because you are so knowledgeable about, you know, those, those mistakes and how to help people get past them. So, you know, what's probably kind of the, the most common mistakes and, uh, and how you've helped kind of walk them through getting, getting out of it. Spend the money. Don't be cheap. Like, I know that we have like a small budget to work with when we're opening our pizzerias and we're like, oh God, FRP is $35 a sheet. So I'm only going to put it where the health department tells me to. It's like, don't do that because then you're going to find yourself at like two o'clock in the morning hanging FRP while the restaurants close because your walls look like hell, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Don't cheap out on things that you think are expensive. Um, Really make those decisions wisely. Like a POS, you know, we went back and forth as to whether or not to get a POS. And you talk to all kinds of people because in this industry, pizzeria owners are so amazingly generous with their knowledge. Like you walk into a pizzeria and you're like, hey, I'm going to open a pizzeria. They're like, oh, come back, check out my oven and this and that and that, right? And so like half the camp was like, you don't need a POS. This is a small place. And the other half is like, don't do it without one. And so when we looked at the big guys, they were so expensive you really don't know how much money you're going to be making, what your sales are going to be. You could project it, but it doesn't mean anything. It's completely random. And so we went on the less expensive side, which was horrible. It was horrible. We lost so much money in all of the issues that, that were there. And so I think for us, the common theme was spend the money, spend the money on FRP, on the POS, on those things that you want to have to go back and fix later. Because, you know, 10 years later, um, switching to a new POS was really hard. I mean, we wanted to do it for a long time, but you guys know it's like open heart surgery. And especially when you're numbers driven, when, you know, I mean, Eric was really reluctant to let go of his historical data. And so we spent a lot of time importing our historical data to our new POS, which paid off, but it was a lot of work. So I just, I just think don't, don't cheap out on those things. Yeah, 
that's that's perfect. And I, we uh, we see that all the time. You know, uh, people get into a situation where they want to open up, and they're like, "Well, I'm just going to do it shoestring. I'm gonna bootstrap everything." And then and then it comes out, and they're like, "Oh, wow, I need so much more." So they end up having to spend a lot more in that first year than they would than they would have normally if they would have done it from the start, from before they open. One hundred percent true. Yes. Wow. Well, well, Melissa bringing all the energy again. Like, like we know you can. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today on the Hot Slice. And, uh, and hopefully we'll be seeing you in June at Pizza Expo. Oh, oh my God. Crossing all my fingers. Yes, we are too. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for Expo. All right. Well, take care. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. And hopefully you get all opened back up 100% again soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. And all stay right. safe. All right, you too. Bye-bye.